Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Sing the, sing, sing the next line, Connor. Happy birthday, dear Carly. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Hey, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is the Christian Artist honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor. And my name is Carly. And we discovered once again today that you cannot sing on stream with someone else <laughs> and have it sound halfway decent. Yep. Because lag. Uh, but we're here and we're live and we're back with another episode of the Christian Artist. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Um, Not a cold minute. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you thought that was way too funny, Carly. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're here and we're talking about stuff. What are we talking about? What's going on? We just talk, gonna talk about Carly's birthday all day. Is that what we're gonna do? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Carly, how was your birthday? <laughs> um, it was great. Awesome. Good. A lot of stuff. Cool. Like waking up at 4 a.m. to bake bread, and then You're watching insane. Lord of the Rings, and going to school, and then walking from school to the coffee shop, and then coming home. <laughs> that sounds like a very full day to me. And also buying that sick hat. True. Yeah. How was your birthday party? Yeah. It was great. Awesome. Cool. There's a lot of people. Awesome. And a lot of food. Good stuff. <laughs> I am excited to give you your birthday present when you arrive in Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm excited awesome. to go. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's like 17 days now. Oh, wow. That's oh, that's not. I need to practice stuff for the wedding. Blah. Oh, me too. <laughs> oh boy, that's what do you need to practice soon. for the wedding? Jericho wants me to sing a song and play a song. Oh, on the right. Guitar. Um, don't let her listen to this episode. Um, I mean, I she she messaged me about it the other day, and I was like, I mean, it's coming slowly but surely, which is true. <laughs> um, I just need to. There's like this guitar part. Like the there's a specific picking thing that they do in the song. Oh, uh, crack my wrist. Um, that like is a little bit hard to play, and so I need to like put some time into practicing that. But I've been so busy. There's just been so much going on. And guys, I got a puppy, and she's so adorable. Oh, and she is sleeping under my bed right now, and I am very tired, and it is her fault but I still love her. <laughs> <sighs> She's the reason that I was watching Downton Abbey at 7.30 this morning. <laughs> because I, she was awake and I needed to be awake, but I didn't really want to do anything. So I was like, all right, puppy, you go entertain yourself on the floor with this toy and I will watch Downton Abbey. This sounds like a good deal to me. So, yep. Just, just keep in mind when you said that getting a dog was going to help you with time management. <laughs> no, I know. And it Good. definitely is. It absolutely is helping with time management because so because we got around Saturday, right? And so I had to lead worship 
prepare a sermon and do a bunch of other things that my job entails. And I had to do that all while also taking care of another living creature. And I tell you what, I got it all done. I I didn't I didn't screw around. <laughs> I had no time to screw around. <laughs> so I got it all done. I was very stressed, but it was good. Anyway, enough about my puppy, even though I knew inevitably I would talk about her on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But what are we actually talking about today, guys? Getting older. Getting older. I tell you what, I feel I feel that today. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah. And Carly certainly feels that old, feels that today, because, um, you know. You <laughs> legitimately got older. Adult. I mean, yeah. okay, let's think about this. I mean, everyone we always get older gets older day, but... all the time by the same exact increment. Oh. <laughs> all right, fine. That's but, true. But I know what you're saying, yes. Carly I, is now an My adult. age is represented by a different number now. True. True. <laughs> yeah. Arbitrarily, things have changed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how does it feel to be 18? How does it feel to be like official and like a person now and stuff? What? <laughs> really <laughs> freaking weird. Hey, no, I'm, I'm a person. I know. I'm just <laughs> I've been a person. I'm just Caleb, kidding. we don't believe in the theory. <laughs> what no i was making a joke because it's like it's it's you know if you're off the podcast yes we as a society are weird about making personhood (laughs) statements of arbitrary numbers are personhood statements like when you're born you're you're apparently a person when you weren't a person before but carly (laughs) carly you've always been a person since the moment you were conceived you were a person and same with me and connor same with everyone in this entire (laughs) world who's ever existed you are a person. <laughs> Congratulations. Kim, I thought you said you weren't going to talk at the beginning of this because you were so tired. Apparently, I'm going to talk and it's not going to make any sense. That's what's going to happen. I was just talking deliriously. Oh, all right, someone else please take over. Uh. Anyway. Yeah, so anyway. Um, Sheologians did an episode a while ago when... Um, well, I guess it wasn't specifically when Summer turned 30, but it was around the time that both Summer and Joy had turned 30. Um, and it was called On Turning 30, and I highly recommend the episode. Um, but I kind of wanted to talk about, like, especially since I turned 18 today, like, how should Christians view age and, like, getting new responsibilities and everything like that? Um because on the She Legends episode, they talked a lot about specifically how um, older women should look at their age, and not even just older women, but like women in their thirties. Like, how right. should they look at their age? Because our culture tends to look at it as like, a, like a woman. You know, it's like shameful to ask a woman her age because, like, that's disrespectful, and like, women are always ashamed of their age. And so it's like, if you're not 18 or younger, like you're probably ashamed of your age if you're a woman, which is kind of stupid Um, (laughs) because the Bible has a lot of good things to say about getting older. And um, yeah, so I figured we could talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I think I I also have listened to that episode. I don't think Caleb has because, you know, 
I'm a dirty heathen nope. who's really behind yeah. all of his all of his podcasts. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I I love that episode. Well, I I love Sheologians in general just because hearing uh, Christian women get theologically deep and say things that uh, I want to say to women are things that they should be doing that I can't because they, it won't be received well, they can say. So I can just be like, I can tell you, you what, that statement you just made won't be received well by some people. No, that's okay, though. I don't really care <laughs> if not received well or not. Uh, that's so funny. Um, right. Which is funny because I do care if it's received well <laughs> when I when I say those certain things, which is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. But uh, that okay, that's not true. I do say things about women that people get offended over. And I just, I'm like... You say things about lots go. of categories of people. Yes, especially people. homeschooling. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In public. yeah but anyway no uh i i just just hearing them talk about like getting older is a good thing like that's something i thought like my whole life mm-hmm. <laughs> but and people people always would tell me you know oh, you you just you're so mature but then they would always be like just don't grow up too fast you know just right just take your time like <laughs> You're trying to be older than you are, you know? And it's like, why are you doing that? And it's like, nah, man, it's a good thing for me to be, to act, to, to not act older than I am, but to grow in maturity faster than most other kids. Right. You just don't like it that I'm smarter than you about something. <laughs> <laughs> and that's honestly how I felt like my whole life is like, I, whenever I would learn something and stand on it and be like, ah, oh, the Bible says this thing. I would always be looked down on for my age and I would always be like, I want to get older because then people have to, not people have to listen to me, but people can't have the excuse of, yeah. well, he's younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right. Ah, and I mean, first Timothy four twelve comes to mind. Let no one despise you for your youth, but instead mm-hmm. set an example to the believers in word and conduct and purity and deed and in love or some other word I think as well. But, uh, in various, in various, things. various Christian good things, yeah. But uh, that's always that's always <laughs> been important to me is the idea of age and maturity, and how we don't want kids to get older, and I don't know why, and it's kind of stupid. So, and I mean, just the um, invention of the idea of adolescence, I think, is stupid. That uh, instead of kids agree. becoming adults, they become half adults. So they can get out all their angst and mistakes, then so they can become an adult. But that's stupid because once they start getting out all their angst and mistakes, they start to form habits and then they just continue to do those right. things rather than get it out. Because that's not how depravity and sin work. Yeah. You start sinning, you keep sinning. It's not a yeah. one and done kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. I know one of the things that they said in the Sheologians episode, one of the things that Summer said that I was like, oh, dang, that's good. She said, um, the only time you should be, oh, that's, that's good. Because if you're, if you're so absorbed in your maturity that you're acting way older than you actually are and like, you're not, you know, humbly like, dealing with all of these gifts that God has given you, then that's something to be ashamed of. (laughs) Um, And if you're acting way younger than you are, 
that's also something to be ashamed of because you're supposed to grow up at some point. <laughs> yep. There is a an obvious place for younger people and older people. Mm-hmm. And those, those are important, just as important as, I wouldn't say just as important, but almost as important as gender roles, you know? Right. The difference in age. And uh, we, I mean, we like to ignore those things for the reasons you just said, right? Older people like to ignore the passion of the younger people because older people like to be lazy in their ways, you know? Older people like to think that they've done their part and now they don't have to do anything anymore. Um, and younger people get prideful when they're the ones with the passion doing the things that the older people should be doing. And instead of being patient and humble with it, they get prideful and arrogant. But, but they, but both, both of them need each other. The younger people need the wisdom of the old and the older people need the passion of the young. And when we start ignoring those two things, that's when problems start to occur, but they're extremely important to have. I think of the casting crown song. You ever heard of that song, The City on a Hill? Probably, but it doesn't come to mind immediately. I'm going to look up the lyrics real quick to one of the parts, but it it's a, it's a song about the church and how the church should be acting. Um, and I always think of it when, well, I to be fair, I actually didn't know the song for a good while until I started listening to Casting Crowns again, which is actually a really good band. And it's always surprising when I come back and listen to them and be like, they're actually good because they're on Life 102.5, which mm-hmm. is the local Christian right. radio station here. And I usually hate the songs that are on there because they're theologically shallow and sometimes just false. But Casting Crowns is like the band that plays on yeah. there that I really appreciate. True. Yeah. Casting Crowns is still solid somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the lyrics, are, but it was the rhythm of the dancers that gave the poets life. It was the spirit of the poets that gave the soldiers strength to fight. It was the fire of the young ones. It was the wisdom of the old. It was the story of the poor man that needed to be told. Hmm. It's one of my favorite songs by them. Mm-hmm. It really gets across the the point of the body of Christ and like how every person in it has a particular place and role. And uh, they're all really valuable to that mission. Just that like have. the, sorry. You're good. Yeah, just like the story, the moral of the story in the Defenders skits that we did for Kids Game yes. mm-hmm. off of 1 Corinthians 12, which, which is hilarious because it's it's just like the giant, it, it, the, the skit is just like a giant joke, really, but it actually had a legit moral to it. And it's like, oh, wow, this is funny. But yeah. Carly, did you ever watch those, the Defenders skits? I don't know. I don't think so. You would remember if you did, I think. <laughs> It's the superhero ones. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, I didn't think I watched those. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. those are still the best skits we ever did because of quality. They were so <laughs> well done. We did a, we like did our own special effects and stuff that actually worked. It was it. really cool. We spent a lot of time on those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so let's 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 get into the details of like basically let's address the christian culture and how we view age let's let's fight it okay what's their address 
gosh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> give me the address of every single church here in Janesville, and we'll just Oof. one at a time. Called out. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like I think age is one of age and getting older is one of the areas where the church has kind of melded with culture and mm-hmm. kind of like come to say the same things about like they've I mean we've come to be like ashamed when we get older like or like important years of your life are suddenly gone or something um even though you have the majority of your life left most likely um and and we've like we've come to say the same about it as as culture does and that's I think a huge mistake because like the Bible talked about the wisdom of the old and um, like how, you know, how we're supposed to honor people that are older than us. And, you know, obviously that means that when you get older, like you deserve a little more honor. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I keep trying to say more things and then I, just stop thinking. <laughs> hey, it's me right now. <laughs> That's what happens when you wake up at four in the morning. Uh, I function fine waking up. I'm just tired. <laughs> Ignore that. <laughs> it's like the gif where the, the lady is like looking at all the equations like... <laughs> oh boy that's funny anyway yeah i got you <laughs> okay so um some of the verses that uh i was looking up before this um let's leave let's leave the best for last but uh, i mean there are lots of different proverbs that talk about um gray hair being like a, a like a, a like a, a prize basically um proverbs 20 29 the glory of young men is their strength but the splendor of old men is their gray hair proverbs 16 31 gray hair is a crown of glory it is gained in a righteous life which makes me think that stress is a good thing but i digress oh, and it's not funny to you guys because i made that joke before the podcast <clears throat> I okay. Referencing. Sorry. Oh, never mind. Oh. <laughs> Gray hair is gained in a righteous life. Therefore, stress must be a good thing. Sure. Because stress gives you gray hair. Okay. All right. Never mind. <laughs> um, Job twelve twelve. I'm actually not sure who is saying this. So, ironically enough, it could be one of the people that God later rebukes in the in the book, but. Job 12, 12, wisdom is with the aged and understanding in later days. Uh, Leviticus 19.32. I thought this was the most interesting one about gray hair and, and um, old people. <laughs> because it's like, like Levitical law, Leviticus 19.32, you shall stand up before the gray head and honor the face of an old man and you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting as well, you know. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's Job speaking in that verse. Okay, that's good. And Job. I feel like I should be adding stuff, but I just don't. I don't know what to add or what to say. Thumbs up to <laughs> verses and wisdom. Hey, you're just me for this episode. It's fine. I'm <laughs> an adult now, so I'm taking more initiative than I usually do. <laughs> there we go. And eventually, I won't even be needed. <laughs> no, false. I know that's true. You guys couldn't run this <laughs> podcast without me. Let's be real. <laughs> Okay, like, okay, that's, that's pretty, yeah, it's, it's li- literally in Levitical law. So verse 31 is, do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out and so make yourselves unclean by them. I am the Lord, your God. And he, and he says, same thing, you know, you, and you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. After talking about gray head and honor the face of an old man. So there's definitely, you know, something big to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, should we move on from that idea, or should I just keep going with the verses? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I mean, really if you have more verses, yeah, definitely. I can't really think of anything to add to that topic. I mean, okay. that seems like something that's pretty straightforward. So, I mean, just just to summarize that, like, like getting old is not a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we. we why why do we like to be young right because i i can move around more freely i look better you know i'm more attractive um less responsibility i feel i feel less responsible for my actions because i'm young and i have a pass you know what i mean like those are all the reasons that people think they, they want to be young i mean and and just the idea of like how many how many people you know make jokes about uh you know wanting to be a toddler again so that they can just poop and pee in their pants and sleep all day you know what i mean like that like that's our idea of of age as a culture is we don't want to get older we literally just want to sleep all the time and uh i remember i remember uh uh, a co-worker of mine basically saying uh, an old co-worker of mine i don't work with them anymore but basically he was saying like his dream job would be signing papers all day. Like he just wants to be a CEO and not work. Like he just like, like if, if he had to do it, like he doesn't want to work for a, a job. Like he, if he didn't have to work, he wouldn't. But if he had to work, he would want to be a CEO and literally just sign papers all day because he doesn't, he doesn't value responsibility. And our, our culture doesn't value responsibility at all. We don't, we don't see the, uh, creation mandate is a good thing you know we see work as a bad thing we see responsibility as a bad thing we think responsibility is a part of the curse you know stuff like that this all has to do with really bad eschatology (laughs) right i mean there's the whole like even just the internet meme of like i don't feel like adulting today like people Mm -hmm. don't want to accept the responsibility of like being an adult and having adult things to do (laughs) i've tried to uh what's the word to filter that word out of my vocabulary uh because it just seems so silly when i actually say it out loud it's just like no we shouldn't use yeah adulting because it because it seems like 
Oh, like, because we always use it for the dumbest things, too. It's like, I went to the right. dentist today. Look at me adulting. This is like, are you kidding? Like, you kidding? Like, and goes to the dentist. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you doing with the rest of your life that you consider that uh, an achievement of adulthood? Right. Yeah. And, and it's because we're selfish creatures and we want to spend more time on ourselves. And so mm-hmm. we have this idea that, uh, like, being an adult is a bad thing. Yeah. And that, like, like the the whole idea of getting married as well. Like, oh yeah. no, like I want to remain single and a bachelor, and you know, <laughs> and I just go to Vody Bakum and being like, man, I don't even know what it would be like to be a single adult. Because yeah. every time I try to think about it, I just cry. <laughs> <laughs> right, and even even like people that kind of like, um trying to look for the right word because not people don't like make fun of people that get married young really but like people that like some people do look on and watch well that's true (laughs) people but i'm thinking of like typical like a young couple getting married and think oh they're too young like they should wait or whatever like even that is like such a negative view of um not only like a marriage relationship that like you know a marriage relationship starting really young like that in some situations that could be unwise but um but like it's like it's a great thing (laughs) i mean you you would you learn together then you learn together and when you get married especially when you have kids you're forced to grow up you're forced to right. not spend time on yourself as much, mm-hmm. um, which is a great process for sanctification. So I don't know why anybody's complaining. You know? <laughs> because um, sanctification is hard and we don't want to overgo- yep. go through it. And I genuinely think that that's, that's the, main, the main idea is that we don't value sanctification. And if you don't value sanctification, you should question your salvation. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. <laughs> harsh tokes on the christian artist today i mean i mean no i'm not disagreeing with you all right <laughs> and, and i mean good then i mean if, if if that if that hurts your feelings then good um because i'm glad someone mm-hmm. was able to hurt your feelings about that so you can change because i mean that's that i mean that's a big deal and and, and if 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 that seems to be harsh tokes that means people don't say it enough so i can be that guy and i'm happy being that guy so that's fine um, and, and to, to bring this to eschatology, um, Ecclesiastes 7.10, say not, why were the former days better than these? For it is not from wisdom that you ask this. I, that is one of my favorite verses, Ecclesiastes 7, 7.10. Actually, Ecclesiastes 7 is my favorite chapter in Ecclesiastes, and Ecclesiastes is great. Y'all should read it. I thought it. you were going to say Ecclesiastes 7 is my favorite chapter in the Bible. I was like, whoa. No, <laughs> no definitely not. I mean, I don't really, I don't, I don't, I, I don't pick favorite books. I don't pick favorite chapters. I just, but you, I think that's but you, weird. You just did though. I, I said favorite chapters in book. books. <laughs> favorite chapter said, in Ecclesiastes. Okay, okay. The book I, of Ecclesiastes. Favorite chapter okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I pick favorite chapters, but not favorite books. I, I, we shouldn't value one part of scripture over another. Yes. But yeah. But it's also redundant to say Ecclesiastes chapter seven is great because it's like, but it's the Bible. <laughs> Everything is meaningless. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. 
No, but to say that too. I know. Yeah, I know. But, I was yeah. making a separate joke. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I just think of like, okay, all three of us are post-millennial. Um, the idea that Colossians 1 and Ephesians 1 both say that Christ is currently making things new. Like present tense, making things new. And we always want to look at history and say, oh, this is the worst it's ever been. You know, that this is like things just keep getting worse and worse. And we long for the, the days before. And I think that we do that because when the world gets starts getting worse in the sense that like our current situation starts getting worse. Not that God's plan of sanctifying the world and redeeming the world because he loves it. John three sixteen, um, is not making the world better. It's not like Jesus is failing at his job. But rather that when the when the current culture starts to get um, worse before it gets better, because it always gets better after that, when the current culture is getting worse and worse, Christians start feeling their responsibility to do something because light shines brighter in the dark. And this is a great opportunity to witness and to be persecuted for the name of Christ because things are getting worse and worse. And if we, if we understand this, this idea that this is our opportunity to do, to do good things in it and to not dread it getting worse and worse because of poor eschatology, then Christians start to do things because they understand that longing for the days behind is not wise, but rather looking to the days ahead and working to change the, the, your present to make the days ahead be great, you know? I mean, that's, that's the goal. Like that's the goal as Christians is to be a part of the work that Christ is doing in the world to reform it and redeem it and change it because he loves it. Um, we should, we should be a part of that. And we aren't because we hate responsibility. Right. Agreed. Yeah. I, I don't remember the exact lyrics, but in John Lucas's song, and I don't yeah. remember mm-hmm. the song either. It's no, it's not it's the return, time. The return, yeah. Because they just looked at lyrics. The yes, that's what I'm thinking it was. Where he says, um, at the end, I mean, throughout the song, he I miss the days of missing, maybe missing what's to come, the last, maybe eternity begun. And oh, that song, I was just like, dude, that makes so much sense. Like, there's a lot of things that we can look back on and like, we feel like we miss them, but like, I've, I've dealt with this a lot mm-hmm. in just seeing my own life and looking back and saying, oh, well, like, um, Hold on, I gotta remember what I was talking about. What was it? <laughs> You're talking about John Lucas's lyrics. Yeah, um, but you should you should say the lyrics again yeah. because you really cut out when we were cutting out a whole bunch there. Okay, yeah. Um, my internet's being stupid again. Janky. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is the right word. Yeah. Um, yeah, the lyrics were. This. It's probably the exact wording, but 
um in what's to come maybe eternity has already begun did it cut out again it did it yeah. did oh. yeah well. I'm, I, i'll read it i'll read it real quick because <laughs> yeah I, I just pulled it up um so maybe the past isn't what i'm truly missing maybe i'm missing what's to come or maybe eternity has already begun mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um and and the whole song is him talking about i miss the days before yeah um all of these things i i miss the days before every long song had been written and every story penned and their mind hadn't beat you to it i miss the days before every land had been mapped and you could go explore and know the world was still untapped like like those are some of the lyrics and then he basically is this realization of but christ won on the cross right and so <laughs> things are getting better and better so you know maybe i'm missing what's to come right yeah so what i was trying to say to that was that um i especially hearing that song and those lyrics like i've i've looked back on different years of my life before and been like oh like i miss when i felt like this all the time and when every day was like that and stuff like that and then i've had to think and be like like do i miss that though because there are so many things now that are so much better it's just a very different feeling yeah and and i've looked at all of these years of my life that I've looked back on and said, well, no, those weren't better years. Like (laughs) everything keeps getting better. Like why would I miss anything that's happened already? And so especially talking about age, like that gives you a hint of like, if I'm being constantly sanctified and I can see that looking back, I know that I'm going to continue to be sanctified. And I know that I only have things to look forward to in the future Right. Because God is faithful and he keeps his word. <laughs> right. Yeah. Philippians 1, 6. And I'm confident of this, that he who began a good work and you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, I just think if we truly believe that Christians are being sanctified, like Romans 8 clearly spells out, then why do we why are we not like the woman in Proverbs 31 that laughs at the future laughs at the days to come you know what I mean like why are why are we not looking forward to getting older why are we Mm -hmm. not looking forward because if because if sanctification is real if we truly believe that Christians are sanctified and if you don't believe that then again question your salvation because if you're not getting closer and closer to Christ if you're not being more conformed to the image of Christ like Romans 8 says you will be if you're saved Mm -hmm. then you should question your salvation but if if we truly believe in sanctification, then we should be looking forward to the future because hey, I don't I won't sin as much in the future. I will be more aware of my unholiness. I will be right. um I, I, I will be further along in sanctification. I will probably be married. I will have kids. I will have more responsibility. I will have more people to disciple in my life. Um, you know, stuff like that. I will I will be more capable of serving Christ rather than less. And, and mm-hmm. we should, we should value those things, you know? Um, now, now granted, there are things that young people can do that the older people can't. And that's important to understand. Um, but the older people should be discipling the younger people. I, okay. I just think of my hero academia. I, I like, like that whole show mm-hmm. is, is the perfect example of the, the beauty and the church structure of age like it really is 
the older people young uh, mentoring the younger people because they're going to be the future like they're going to inherit the culture so let's pour our lives into them and let's set the example for them and the young people are like hey the older people are either like can't do this thing or or they're not doing this thing and so now we got to do it and and like those those two things are just like literally beautiful i i cry watching that show because like just just in like just like they're just like doing cool things and like fighting or something like that and i'm just sitting there crying because it's a bunch of kids doing the right thing and standing up and not being afraid just because they're kids you know what i mean like it's just it's so good mm-hmm. and yeah the, the older people should value youngering the mentor youngering and mentoring the younger people um that sentence makes sense I think it did. Yeah. So. <laughs> no. Uh, I think I, I know I what you're going for, you but <laughs> the older people yeah. enter and disciple the younger people. Yes. Yeah, That's you originally said y- youngering. Yeah, youngering. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like, Connor, that's not a word. That's, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that makes sense. But uh, yeah, I mean, those are those are the things that the older people should be valuing is to be able to pour their lives into the passion mm-hmm. of the, uh, the younger people and the younger people should be inspiring the older people to go out and show them what to do. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm going to go in and, and street witness. And the older people should be like, I'm going to show you how, because you guys want to do the things that I have lost the passion for. And right. that sh- this should be an opportunity for me to see it as, okay, this is this is the next generation, and now these people can be the ones to do it, but they need guidance, and so I'm going to help them, and then the younger people can inspire the older people to do that again. And I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. how that should work. And My Hero Academia, I've been watching that again, preparing for season four, and it's just so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, another thing that when I was at conference, Josh Bice briefly touched on, and I might have, I may have mentioned this in the episode that we did talking about the conference. But, um, one of the things he said, because he's talking to uh, a full of teenagers, you know, in high school and getting ready to like go to college and you know have families and everything and the whole conference is about like engaging culture with the guy um and really like it. um one of the things he said was um like we need to use the time that we have when we're younger to get a head start on things that we're going to continue to do when we older um and that changed my thinking a lot because Hmm. Oh, there she goes. There she is. <laughs> she looks- Where did it cut me off? <laughs> so, Honestly, so you should just kind of, you should, yeah, it was, it was kind of cutting you off before. So just okay. like, don't miss any of the points. You should just repeat yourself. Okay. Hopefully it won't do that again because yeah. 
Wi-Fi <laughs> is continuing to be janky. Yeah. Um, so old conference. Josh Bice was talking about how um, when we're younger, like high school age, is it doing it again? <laughs> It, it did it did for the first few seconds of your sentence, but okay. oh, you're good. Keep going. You're good. You're good. Okay. Um, he was talking about how when you're high school age, you should be getting a head start on all of the things that you're going to continue to do when you're older in engaging the culture and, you know, advancing the gospel. And that challenged my thinking because for a while I had a mindset of, um, like everything kind of slows down and gets less impressive once you turn 18. Like, oh, if, if I do all these cool things when I'm younger, then people will be impressed and think, oh, you were so young when you started doing that thing. Um, because like I've been doing art since I could hold a pencil and that's always been something that I can say, oh yeah, I've done that for a long time. Um, and so especially when I got into reformed theology, I was like, okay, this is another thing that I can say, oh, I like became reformed when I was 16, um, which is a horrible and prideful way of looking at it. But um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so what, hold up. So, so you I just kind of had to like wrestle with that mind and be like, no, things don't stop being. Oh, okay. Where where did I go? Uh, well, hold up, just one second. Going off of what you were saying, of uh, thinking like, okay, at this very young age, I got into Reformed theology, um, and and that's where you cut off, by the way. But uh, that that mindset is a a good thing to have of being like, okay. I I started doing this when I was very young, but it it shouldn't be something we say out of pride of look at me. It should be something right. as a I am so thankful to God and grateful that God showed me reformed theology at such a young age. Cause that's yeah. how the older people look at it. They're like, Oh, you're so much farther ahead than I was when I was your age. And, and like, they're like, Oh, you were so blessed. That's, that's how they look at it. Or at least that's how they should, you know, they shouldn't look and be like, look at this young kid. He's so good. And he's so great. He doesn't need my wisdom. They should look at it and say, Oh, God has blessed you so much. You know? Right. And, I had to had to get with that <laughs> when I was at Carl. So, Carl, oh, yeah. you want to try using your phone? Conference. I talked about it a little bit, but um, or, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's so started. bad to the yeah. point like we cannot understand. <laughs> anything that you're saying <laughs> literally you started talking and you were like yeah i, I, I like immediately like it's all you got out <laughs> okay i have to re-download zoom on my phone so it might okay. take a little while okay um okay. well go, go ahead and try again because what you what you have to say is great but go ahead and try again while you're right. <laughs> and, and if not um, caleb and i was just talking about something else for a while Okay. Um, yeah, I was saying how to deal with God. 
it's just like it's like it's like when we're talking about the technical difficulties, we like, can hear each other just fine. But as soon as you start talking about the actual thing again, it's just immediately like, literally, immediately you're like, okay, so I'll try again. So, like, immediately, like, it's so funny. Happy birthday, Carly! Here are some technical difficulties from the universe. My family's watching Netflix. That's why. <laughs> There it is. There it is. They should be watching the Christian. Yeah. Artists. Wow. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. So, so while you're downloading that on your phone, so Caleb, is there anything else that we wanted to talk about? Well, she's. Uh, well, I was, I, one thing I was gonna say a little while ago is I'm I'm gonna have to edit this podcast, aren't I? <laughs> no, uh, this is funny though. <laughs> um, one of the things that I was thinking about when we were talking about this earlier was how um, I definitely had that feeling of, like, nostalgia. Like, as soon as I hit my young adulthood, so as soon as I, like, turned 18, 19, 20, I immediately was, immediately was like, why couldn't life just go back to being where how it was in high school when, like, all we really, like, we, we were in love, in love with God and we wanted to learn about him, but we really didn't actually have to do anything about it. We just could kind of, right. like you know be young christian starting to like learn about all this stuff and getting excited about it but not having to deal with responsibilities and all this stuff and we were all together and then and so there was this time period in which i was just so nostalgic and all i wanted to do was go back to that time and i i mean it was really bad because i ignored the stuff that i should have been focusing on in that season of my life and focusing on um like uh, um, focusing on learning those responsibilities, taking on more responsibility, um, getting ready for the next phase of my life. I wasted a lot of time just kind of like dinking around with, you know, wishing it was kind of the way it, it was before and, and trying really hard to keep it somewhat similar to the way it was before, not only in my like life and the way I function, but also in, uh, in my friendships and then I realized, and I got past this point where, I, and I started learning reform theology. Some of my friendships started breaking apart. People started, you know, disagreeing with me very, very strongly on where my life was headed. And that's when I realized that the 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 magical utopian time I had imagined was actually really bad. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah. it was it yeah it it wasn't good. It, I had unhealthy friendships. I had unhealthy expectations for friendships and for my future. And I had unhealthy views of responsibility. And it was only through being taught um, a new way of thinking about these things and, and really digging into scripture and learning what responsibility was, what salvation was, what the Bible has to say about serious topics, what the Bible has to say about our relationships with other Christians and with people who claim to be other Christians, all of those things started kind of dominoing a series of events that led me to where I am today, where I look back and I'm like, I would never in a million years want to go back to where I was in high school. Yeah. Never. If you gave me no way. A, a trillion dollars to restart my life back to that point and like, and lose forget the and yeah exactly and forget everything yeah. forget everything that i had learned i would refuse just in a second there was there would be no yeah. temptation whatsoever because i would do not want to go back to that person i was because i was much less right. sanctified right and if you were given 
more power at that age, that would be even worse. Exactly. Like imagine yeah. you right. never, imagine <laughs> less wise and having more power. Mm-hmm. Like That's, who wants yeah. that? <laughs> Certainly not me. Yeah. You know, I don't, yeah. And I, and I agree with, you know, we had, we had lots of friend groups. When we were younger that we were all kind of at the same level of where we were in our faith. You know what I mean? And then when, when the true Christians started being more sanctified and the seed of the gospel started to grow, their seed of the gospel started to die because they weren't truly saved. Yeah. And then it, it became so clear and so obvious who was saved and who was not. But that really hurt us. And we were thinking, oh, was there something that I'm doing wrong? Is there, you know, mm-hmm. we were always checking ourselves and trying to figure out, you know, like what was happening. And it was just it, like, that's not the way to look at it. Division in the church is a good thing. Um, division in the capital C church, division among Christians is bad. But division in the church is a good thing um, because it's, it's supposed to separate believers from unbelievers. That's, that's the point of division in the church. So, um, and, and first Corinthians, uh, nine, um, no, no, no. First Corinthians 11, 19, um, talks about that idea. Paul saying, I believe that there is division because there must be division among you because in, in order for those who are genuine to be shown. Um, right. and so that the idea of sanctification is to stop the peace faking and stop the fake unity so that people so that the true Christians can actually grow and the fake Christians can realize they're not saved. And that's that's what that does. You know, that's the evidence. That's the you know, that's the nature of that. And 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 God does this with people like you and I, Caleb, who didn't handle the sanctification well because we were losing our friends and trying yeah. to figure out like what was going on, he uses imperfect means, imperfect people and imperfect means to do his perfect will. And so by using us, he was actually shaping us and humbling us in ways that were necessary, even though we responded poorly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so that's, that's all a part of that, that idea and that perfect will. And that's all a part of that sanctification. And it's painful. And it is, and it's, it's stupid and it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard road, you know? Um, and in this world, you will have trouble, those kinds of things, yeah. but our yoke is also easy and our burden is light because we're trusting in Christ and being sanctified and we can trust the all powerful sovereign God. And we are becoming more and more sanctified and more and more conformed to the image of Christ. And so our yoke is easy and our burden is light and we can rely on Christ. And I, and I like, like, that's, that's why, you know, we came to those places where we were like, ah, like why are our friend groups falling apart and why, you know, all these bad things It's because we didn't value those things before. And now we do. But yeah, so, so Carly, now that your internet is <laughs> working. Um, okay. You're talking about your college, right? Right. I was talking the about conference the conference. Yes. Yeah. So Josh Bice was talking about um, how like our high school, like teen years are mainly um, 
like a head start for all of the things that we are going to continue to do to challenge culture in the future um, when we have more responsibility and more power to do so. Um, and and that really challenged my thinking in the sense that, um, you know, I had always thought that everything, once you're like an actual official adult, like everything stops being impactful. And it's just when you're super young that everything is impressive and a big deal. Um, but I, and there was a, there's a need to breathe song that like further instilled this in me. Um, because it, it's called feet don't fail me now. And one of the lines is, um, they ain't stopped me since I was 18. And I was like, that's an interesting line because like a lot of stuff starts when you become an adult, like, like stuff doesn't just stop. Like there, there are like certain things that you have to leave behind when you become an adult. Um, but there's also so many things that you have more power to do now. And 18 is, I mean, it, the specific number doesn't really matter, but when you grow up, like things like that's when things really start and you really get a hold on things that God is able to use you for now that you are in certain, a certain time of your life. Um, not that he couldn't do things with you before, but like, (laughs) um, that now, now that you're have a higher maturity level and you have more responsibility, there are more areas of your life that you can affect. Like when you're 15, you probably don't have a job and that's one area that you're not, you're not a part of. That's an area that you're not constantly, um, permeating with the gospel and with, you know, the Bible. And so when you get older and you have more responsibilities, there are more areas where you can do that, where you can change culture. So I thought that was interesting. That's what mm-hmm. I was trying to say the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Second um, <clears throat> Corinthians 4.16. Uh, Therefore, we do not lose heart, but, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, far beyond all comparison. When we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. And if I can put my two cents here in scripture, that's not terribly um, horrible at this moment in time. You're off the podcast. Um, Stop right now. (laughs) (laughs) But just the things which are seen are are temporal, uh, to name some things, the body. Yeah. right my th- this this body that i have my non-glorified body mm-hmm. um my good looks are included with that my strength is included with that um connor you can't include something that doesn't exist Ooh, point. <laughs> wow Whoa, just kidding just kidding <laughs> i just saw the opportunity i had to take it yeah which is funny because i'm stronger than you and more good looking than you so <laughs> oh my god yeah. <laughs> them are fighting words <laughs> i'll see you in the backyard <laughs> brother oh my gosh uh we're gonna play a little Cain and abel <laughs> mm-hmm. guess which one you are uh, no one can the righteous one. Oh my gosh. the righteous one <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Carly's just like, brother, stop fighting. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, okay. Anyway, no. Uh, <clears throat> like, even things that like, you know, we obtain, right? Like my things. Again, like those are temporary things. My character, if I'm a Christian, is not temporary. You know what I mean? So, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And that's important. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. There have been lots of awkward pauses in this episode where we're trying yeah. to figure out what to say. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's what we're saying is really profound. Yeah, so, so we just got to let it settle in for a little bit. Yeah. Kind of just sit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, any, any other points you want to wanna cover? Things you want to talk about? I have some closing verses, but yeah. Is there anything, other thoughts that you want to cover? You have any thoughts, Carls? Any, any wisdom that has come to your mind just... <laughs> You know, naturally, since you turned 18, you just suddenly realized something. Nope. <laughs> oh, okay. That's how it worked for me. I was just sorry to disappoint. <laughs> I don't know. I just the, the the whole idea of what you were talking about as well, Caleb. I, I forgot to mention just knowing what scripture says and being excited about learning things and then being like, Oh crap, I have to do what it says now. You know, <laughs> it's the verse in James of, you know, you're, you're like the man who looks intently at a mirror and then immediately goes away and forgets what he looks like because we, we don't want to obey scripture. And I, I mean, I feel like, I feel like there are two types of Christians in the American church today. Uh, the type of Christians that have no idea what they're doing. And so um, because they don't take the time to go to scripture and figure out what it says, they don't value the law of God. And so they're fools. And then there are even worse of fools who do love the law of God and read it. They just don't obey it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like that's, that's the majority of, of Christians today fall under one of those two categories. Um, yeah. and one of the commands in scripture is to exhort the idol, mm -hmm. exhort, uh, the people who are to, to warn the people who are not continuing in the faith, because as Hebrews warns, if you're truly saved, you will continue in the faith. Mm -hmm. It warns of that all of the time. If you're truly saved, you will continue in the faith. And that, and that's, it's a good promise for Christians. It's like Romans eight, you know, it's a good promise for Christians, the sanctification, um, but it's also a warning in itself because if you're not doing those things, then clearly you're not saved. And that's scary. And it should be mm -hmm. scary. But yeah. Cool. Any other thoughts? I don't think so. I don't think I have any. Any verses, so, Connor? Yeah, so Psalm 71 17 through 21. Oh God, you have taught me from my youth and I still declare your wondrous deeds. And even when I am old and gray, oh God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power, your power to all those who are to come. For your righteousness, oh God, reaches to the heavens, you who have done great things. Oh God, who is like you? You have shown me many troubles and distresses. Uh, you who have shown me 
Many troubles and distresses will revive me again and will bring me up again from the depths of the earth. May you increase my greatness and turn to comfort me. Cool. That's Psalm 71. Psalm 72, which immediately follows it, is very, very post-millennial. <laughs> the reign of the righteous king. Mm -hmm. You know it. So Psalm 71 is basically about one person's sanctification, and Psalm 72 is about the sanctification <laughs> of the world. Of the world. Because, yeah. ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if God so loved the world, why is he not redeeming it? <laughs> why is he not saving it? Mm-hmm. If God so loved the world, the cosmos is the Greek word there. He should be doing the same thing he's doing to the, that, that he does to his children with the world. Because that's how Romans 8 describes them. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, you know, yeah, you have to have that hashtag post mill in there somewhere. Yep. Of course. All right, cool. Anything else? Any last, last thoughts? Okay. Nope. You can find us on <laughs> on Twitter at Christ underscore art underscore show at Facebook at Facebook.com slash Christian Artist Show and at our website at ChristianArtistShow.com. <laughs> I think that's about it from us here. I think we're all very tired, but this was a good episode. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we had it. It was fun. Yeah. I'm uh, thinking about preaching on that now after yeah. you're done with the post millennial yeah, man. Um, thing if if you aren't already gonna talk about that exact thing what being young and well no no, no. just just sanctification in general i mean we've already like, well we've, yeah and also being young we've kind of yeah. already talked about <laughs> sanctification well yeah um i, I mean be a fun thing to emphasize sure yeah yeah i realized that the seven part eschatol eschatology series is now an eight part eschatology series <laughs> wonderful because i I got halfway through my lesson for yesterday and I was like, this is an hour of material. <laughs> I can't speak more than an hour. I guess this is part one of a part two of a part eight. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, you can probably listen to those at some point on the internet as well. And we can link you to those, but um, deep in, yeah, knee deep in a series on eschatology pretty pretty cool stuff uh yeah i think that's it here from us at the christian artist thank you guys for listening and watching and for helping us you know deal with technical issues by sending us <laughs> cookies yes that is what you can do to help send carly cookies i guess so Oh, Instead oh. of you sending me cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I already I already have a birthday present for you, but you if the viewers want to send you well actually, Carly, if people want to send you a birthday <laughs> present, what do you want them to send you? <laughs> I don't Well, I'm not gonna give out my address. Oh, so. yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You're not gonna give out your address on the internet. Stuff. All right, you know you can send Carly a nice message. Yeah. Yeah. I'd appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. You can even go. just do it on the Christian artist Facebook or Twitter. Your grandma or just posted on my timeline. So perfect. Awesome. <laughs> All right. I'm anyway. Getting them. I'm so tired. I just need to stop talking because I just gonna keep me delirious.